And now for the main event, the Tag Team Champions of the World, try to will y'all player haters, and the VDI, the I'm Telling You Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Be Jizzle. Welcome back to I'm Teddy Podcast. I'm telling you. Like BG, I checked in. He on his lunch break. Yeah, man, we got him planning that DAT day. We got planned another trip, though. It's coming up real soon. Details coming soon. But what's going on? But we were just talking about, he was talking about his raggedy Miami Hurricane. And I was talking about, we suck right now, but I was talking about my Florida State Seminoles. So when we talk about football. You supposed to leave them at the door when you come in here. No. This, <laughs> you leave them at the door when you come in here. Get your hand! Some trash. Okay, Gators. You funny? No. The thing about Florida is, is going on to the beach in Orlando and Miami and stuff like that. We talk about real college football teams in Florida. The Gators. <laughs> Well, why are we talking about football, man? I don't know if you heard, but uh, if I lost the Wildcat, we both, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's home team, that's high school, I'm model, whatever, how you want to say it. But um, I was just reading, I just read up on, they losing all their games they won last year. Six, seven people suspended, mm-hmm. uh, ineligible. Coach is a... Uh, he suspended. Mm-hmm. They got a five thousand dollar fine. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. How do you feel? What do you and feel? They're on probation. And they're on probation. They can't get. They can't go well. to the playoff. They're gonna take away our win we had last year, but we still are winning in high school in the United got States. That right. In the United States, nine hundred plus, man. But what do you feel? What's your take on all that about going on about us, man? And giving some encouraging words, man. You know, just hanging up. Yeah, man. That's that's some wild stuff. But am I surprised? Not really. Because I, I think it, when you come to the top-notch high school football teams and even going into college, it's always usually something going on. It's just to what extent. When I started seeing a lot of different, all these different people, players from different places, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now we go to uh, now we go to Mount Austin. I was like that kind of. I kept it to myself because I'm a wildcat. You know what I mean? Right, right, but I was right. Like, so I'm kind of fish, fishy about that. Why are these people want to play here? But that's messed up that uh, the whole team, the whole uh, organization got to get punished for something that a few people was a part of. But hey, Okay, now that you said it, we still going to stay on topic, but that, from what you just said, that's kind of like capital punishment. Because if you do something wrong, I get punished for it. Mm-hmm. But if you do something right, they don't reward me. That's true, too. So, I mean, I think that's the whole system and the philosophy of that is messed up. Yeah, I mean, but I saw Wildcats, man. I was hanging there, hold your head, man. I know all the all the uh, students that work hard, and, and velocity is a tradition. It's it's title time. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the other the other school across the across the way. Um, but 
is is what you was bred to do with coming up in Velocity. You yeah, play, you play ball. Pee Wee, you play Pineville. Some people play YMCA. Some people play Boys and Girls Club back in the day. And then you go to middle school. And then the coaches follow you from middle school to the high school. And, I mean... I mean, I just feel like it's 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 an underlying. I don't know all the details, so this is all of this is allegedly okay. But mm-hmm. uh, the coach that they just hired, he came from Motri. He came from Coquit, and he had some problems, and they don't like him. Or so I mean, it, it's a stem from a lot of things, man. But I just think that that's all messed up. But for the kids, because that's all. It ain't too much to do. You you yeah. trying to make it? You get a scholarship. You play football. You you stay down with the program, and now we in eligible. Six players and just uh, all the parents of the Wildcat, man, keep your head up and the kid just stay down. You know, it's, yeah, it's just a it's just a bump in the road. Don't let that stop you or deter you from what you're trying to do. You really want to yeah, play football? Stay with it, man. It's just a bump in the road. And don't don't let the fact that like because you can't get these certain accolades deter you from playing. Because yeah, it's nice to go to the playoffs. It's nice to go. Uh, win championships, state championship, national championships, and all that. By the but way, we the winning in high school. That is now at the time we got twenty four states, twenty four state titles, and we got uh, so many nationals. But uh, nine hundred plus wins. They're gonna take our seven wins. I think seventy five last year. They mm-hmm. said they're gonna take them, but it's still a big gap. Yeah, but because if your goal is to use ball to get to the next level. None of that stuff is going is going to really stop you. None not being able to do this and do that. Yeah, you have more film and you have more, uh, you know, stuff for them to look at accolades. You can get more yards and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if you ball out, you ball out. You ball out. You ball out. You know, you know, even in the college world, you don't see several colleges that been put on similar stuff. The Hurricanes at one point couldn't was on uh, a probation and couldn't play for this. Couldn't all of them snorted. Not an old whole key. It is what it is. <laughs> but that didn't stop people from no, going no. to play for the hurricane. Right, you still right. you, you still, still playing for the hurricane. Right. You still got your, your notoriety and you still benefit from it. You might not win the necessary in high school, but like you said, use that as a stepping stone. Don't let it deter you, don't let it you know, I know it's upsetting. But just hang in there, man. But that's the wildcat, man. We we support you. You remember that black Sean Bones had that song Wildcat? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that boy Dustin Brown had a Wildcat car? I was asking about the Wildcat car not too long ago. He said it was too hot. He had to get rid of it. Yeah. It bring attention to you. It was hard, though. Yeah. It was hard. What you got moving on along? Okay. Let's start with something a little light. A little light. Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. Did you see him with the dress on? With the dress on. He wore a dress. Yeah, I seen him with the dress. I seen the white. I seen the picture of him in the dress. Do you know why he said he wore the dress? From my understanding, the uh, tribute to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, what you talking about there? Some bullshit. <laughs> I would attribute Kurt he's, Cobain and another kind of He's rock star though. What I gotta do is wear the dress. No, they don't. How many rocks do you know wore a dress? Uh, Kurt Cobain. I didn't know he wore a dress. Me neither. I, I didn't. I just knew that he. I didn't know that. I know. I don't see him wearing leggings, and they be known to wear some leggings. Uh, 
I guess I don't know the new generation they we, are. We, they, we, we too. They took a little rock star way past the initial rock star. Matter of fact, when I went out to when I went to see the uh, Drake vs Wayne concert, he came out there in some leggings, and he was sagging them. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. And he walked like this. <laughs> How little Wayne walk? <laughs> like he did. Yeah. What What do you think about him wearing the dress? Uh, mm. He put on a dress, man. He had his reason. It's still weird. I can't think of. No reason why I put on a dress. I can't think of no reason why I put on a dress. That, that's the that's the only statement I got. I mean, even even on Halloween, it never crossed my mind to say I want to be somebody that wears a dress for even for <laughs> Halloween. You what? never you ain't never played dress up with your daughter, y'all put on? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't never put no makeup on me. She you got your nails painted. She tried to paint my nails. I wasn't going for it. You can paint your daughter paint your nails. I could, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told I told her, and this was my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Boys don't get that nail painted. And she was like, "Oh, and we don't buy no business." But now she's looking at the boys today and like, "Dad, they got their nail painted." So she feel like you short. You gave her the short end of the stick. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with the dress wearing thing. Um, they had uh, other similar people who wore dresses. That boy Jeffrey, he wore a dress. Jeffrey, young thug. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they say he had a dress because he had a stick under it. That ain't no excuse to wear no dress because you got a mm-hmm. stick. Zion checked in. <laughs> she texted me last night. No, nah, on, on Facebook. What she say? Can you tell my daddy to um, hang up his phone because he calling me and he don't know it? I, <laughs> I got a message. I checked my phone. She like, um, Dad, do you know that you're on the phone? I hear somebody talking. They laughing. I pull my phone up. No, man, I didn't even know. I was moving. I was working. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I can hear y'all. I'm like, you don't hear me because I ain't with him. <laughs> oh, I was like, that. you don't call me a couple times and, and, and wasn't on the phone. Well, sometimes it be like that. When you be moving and shaking and jiving like that, if you, I thought I locked my phone. Now I'm playing music and there's all kinds of stuff going on. No forgive, me, forgive me for that. No mess around. Make that wrong call. Ain't no wrong call. I hear you. <laughs> Black men don't cheat. <laughs> it ain't no wrong call. My, my pop say we have Dominican in us, though. So. Oh, you got a little Dominican. Let's follow that Do you think... Childhood was better when it was no phones, iPads, and all that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it. Everything has the pros and cons. It has, but I feel like a ch- when we were growing up and it wasn't all that, then you a child would actually enjoy childhood to the fullest. Because you weren't stuck. In, when we came out first, they had the Atari. Mm-hmm. Then they had the Nintendo. I remember we had the. <clears throat> But you didn't spend all day in front of a, a device. You did other things. Mama wouldn't let you. Right. You, you was, get, you get, was outside. Out, get outside. Go outside. Don't go. You can't keep running in and out, but you're going to go outside. That's what was crazy. Because you get kicked out the house. Right. But if you really, if you was thinking, if you want, didn't want to be out the house, all you had to do was keep coming in and out. And she's going to make you stay in the house anyway. Right. You got to 
You're right. But you couldn't you couldn't sit on that game because most of well, I ain't gonna say most of I'm gonna speak for myself. We only had one TV. Right. And that was in the living room, so you couldn't sit there and play the game all day because everybody got used this one TV. Right. Yeah, that's um But same time though, I don't blame the fact that children are so into this technology now, just on the children. I definitely don't blame the technology. A lot of it is the parents because I know a lot of parents who won't let their kids go outside because they're like, it ain't like it was no, no more. It ain't safe out there. And then they let the damn kids go out and play. Right. I mean, you, you teach your kids certain things. If they go outside and play, my son Traylon, he, he loves going outside. He going to. Go outside, you're going to run around, you're going to play. But I just feel like now that it's, it's all technology-based, and that's why there's a lot of uh, people who are slightly overweight, a lot of overweight, because you're not doing nothing but eating in, in front of a video game 24-7, whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, computer, phone, whatever it is. You're not using all the... The things that you was given to, you know, to help go. You know what I'm saying? You go outside. Mm-hmm. We play baseball. We have a batting ball. Guess what? We had a mop stick and a tennis ball. Tennis ball. We had wall ball. You had a little blue mm-hmm. ball and you had a tennis ball. You had um, high go seat. High go. It's all. Well, it's we, so much other. It was just so. It made. We couldn't was, wait to get out the house. Out the house. Don't want to be in the house. What? I'm gone. Who want to be in the house? All what? Right. That's where everybody is. Nothing going on. So I mean, but now I guess the times have changed, and and it's technology based. But at the same time, I feel like I said, this is my personal opinion. You got more out of being a kid when you went outside because you either sometimes you went, we went, call yourself going in the woods, going to explore, going doing out. You, you it's just different things that you learn. It's not a whole lot you gonna learn. On game, but calling somebody you playing Fortnite, you call you all kind of names, and it's just I don't know. But to each his own, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't nobody feel like I'm talking bad about it. We just had a discussion. Yeah, when I when I stayed in the apartments over there, you remember they had that park right there at the end of the parking lot. And today, you stayed which way? Well, oh yeah, yeah okay, okay. Uh, Oak Run, okay. I can say it. I don't live there anymore. Yeah. I used to stay in Oak Run. They had that little playground. And Ty used to be like, Dad, can I go to the playground? First it was, Dad, can you take me to the playground? And we'll go swing, do this and that, run and play. But then I noticed <clears throat> it be, it's weird. Being a dad super cool. But you had these awkward dad moments. Right. When it was like, I noticed when it would be kids at the playground, it turned to, can I go to the playground? Not can you take me now? Right. She wants to just go because it's kids. There. And I was I was hesitant at first, but then I was like, you know what? Go ahead. And, you know, I was a paranoid dad. I would sit on the porch the whole time she had to play around so I could see her. Right. But it was like, go. Because I remember, boy, when I was a kid, I remember my mama friend, when we lived in North Carolina, my mama friend found me way across town. I was so far away from where I lived, she made me get in the car <laughs> and took me home. I was on my skateboard. I was gone. Yeah. Keep push. Keep yeah. push. Keep push. I was gone. You probably on your knee and you couldn't really skateboard. You was like one knee on. No, that was back when skateboards was shaped like that. 
not the old ones. Oh. You know what I mean? The, the, uh, the first. Well, not the Nash. First one, but the, yeah, but I was going on that <laughs> I went to the mall. So what happened, my sister took me to the mall, and we went to the pet store, and they had the cool fish where it looked like you could see their brain in the front. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Had the, yeah, yeah. And I like looking at them fish, so we left. And then the next day, I want to go back. So I got my skateboard. I hauled ass to the mall. I didn't realize how far the mall was, but I got there. Right. And then I knew it was something wrong because they was looking at me weird. Because we left. We, this is in North Carolina. We left North Carolina. I was like eight. So I'm probably about five, six years old in the mall by myself. Yeah, they took me to the house. <laughs> but that's how we used to roll back in the day. We right. was gone. Yeah, we, you, you was out there. And I think a lot of people, they lack social skills mm-hmm. because you're not interacting. One of the things that I feel personally that humans, we're supposed to socialize and interact with other people. When you just on this game and you can create a whole new life of what you're, instead of working on what you lacking at, you just create a whole new life and hide behind that. Mm-hmm. So now that you're you create this whole life and then when people see you you get catfish so I just feel like it, it was it has it's nothing wrong with being tech savvy but you want to also live life to the fullest because at the end of the day my thought on you only live once yes you live every day but you don't die every day you just go to sleep and you wake up it's still that same life that you're living it's just broken up into several different pieces so when I say you only live once once you understand what life consists of and how to live is a difference between living and surviving. And a lot of people, they survive and you never really get a chance to live. So once you figure out how to live, then you want to live till you can't live no more. So I just feel that. Okay. Yeah. Made me think of something else too. What's that? Why saying the reason why I stopped being so adventurous. And probably why I don't like people to this day. Why was it? I got kidnapped. Who kidnapped you? I never tell you about that. Who kidnapped the real DI? But we're in North Carolina, right? I'm outside my house. We had these bushes in front of the house, right by the road. So I'm in the bushes, playing in the bushes. I'm a little kid. Got my G.I. Joes. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. The car pull up, and they like, "Ain't you uh, Deborah's son?" And I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> and they snatched me. Boom! In the car, and took out down the street. I'm screaming. I see one woman come running out the house like Terminator. No, she run down the street. They ride, laughing, and I'm in the window. <laughs> Sad as hell. <laughs> Seeing my whole life go away. She ran. They took me down the street. It was a damn joke. <laughs> they, I ain't think that shit was funny. <laughs> I ain't think it was funny. Bro, you can ask them all. She'll tell you. I still don't mess with that lady to this day. <laughs> Since my mom been back in North Carolina. I don't mess with that lady to this day. Don't talk to me. It was just a joke. Joke to who? To her. It wasn't a joke to me. Look, you know what I should? I should pull up beside her house. 
and snatch her in the car and drive up <laughs> and be like, you got your back. <laughs> she like, is that all you want? <laughs> Young man. Young man. What you gonna do to me? <laughs> Just this. Yeah, <laughs> now, now, I'm kidding up. Yeah, man, but you know. That's I'm wild. I think that's why I don't like people to the day. Gonna be pulling up by my house. See, all you had to do now that that happened, learn how to defend yourself. Yeah. And then, that's sh- just. I've been smacking people ever since. Smack, see, they get too close. Strange <laughs> as You put my trademark around your eye. Okay. What we got next? What we got another topic? Let me go down my list. Um, uh, oh, no, you got one? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, go through it out. And Isaiah said you was on the phone for four minutes straight and then he, you know. I was working hard for the phone. Did you hear me working hard, man? You want the phone cases and all the other stuff you be wanting? Right. That's how daddy got to get it. I got to go out here. You know, I had to find another rap. Hey, ask me for a no ring. A what? A no, no ring, my boy. She got to get her one of them little magnet ones. She already got the one to go right here like a bull. So what you going to do? I was like, yellow. <laughs> You only live every day. Go ahead, go ahead and get it. Because I'm like, and, and I some people was like, oh, she too young. Know, I'm like, but your daughter got an ears pierced, right? Yeah. I don't see the difference. between Some you. people see the difference. Think it says there's a difference. I don't see the difference of piercing. It ain't like she said she wanted a tongue pierced or a belly ring. It's your nose. It's on your head. It's this far from your ear. What's the difference? It just, I guess what people say is acceptable. They are learning to accept your ears being pierced. You want some other face shape. The little, what the little diamond thing in the face? The, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> the two-bottle and no ring, lip ring. But you remember, uh, I, I'm going to let you get back to your topic, but memories be popping in. You remember we was in, was you, you was, you was with, we was in Tallahassee. That night we got the hotel, me and you, KJ, Tobias, Tobias had the pink eye. I can't. And we had to let us in the room. They had to let us in the room, did I don't think so. That ain't the night we got the green gator. And like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that was I don't mm-hmm. think that was that night. Because mm-hmm. Tobias was with us. And he was smoking and he got the pink eye. He yeah. He, he thought he had the pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned red, he thought he had the pink eye. But you, uh, you probably don't remember, we went to a McDonald's. It was either late or it was super early. And that girl had that thing. That was the first time we see. I saw that thing on her lip. And she on her lip. Had her shit on her lip. <laughs> <laughs> had that crib, deadly crib on her lip. Like, she had, with a little pink dot. That was the first time I've ever seen somebody with, uh, like, a piercing on their lip. And me and KJ talking about it. I'm like, bro, that shit on her lip. On her lip, boy. I had some shit on her lip. <laughs> He's like, nah, that's a, that's a piercing. Uh, I don't know. But either way, mm. yeah, piercing is more acceptable, I guess, nowadays. I mean, and then I get to the most people I was talking to, we in the South, the Bible Belt. So uh, certain things are still like, oh no, that ain't that ain't right. Wait till you're 18. Don't like last week, somebody told us, don't get no tattoos. You read Leviticus and tell you why you don't need no tattoos. We in the Bible Belt. She out there in Cali. A lot of things is more accepted right. in Cali. I'm like, you know what? You good? Your grades good? You don't get in no trouble? 
And I don't think a nose ring gonna turn you out. Like she gonna get a nose ring and just turn into a demon in these streets. You know what I mean? So you know, whatever. Yeah. If you get the acting role, we can take it out. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. My son JJ, he just got an ear pierced, and he was talking about he want to get a tattoo on his neck. And I just, I just wanted to let him know, man. What are you trying to do in life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, mate? Before you, I don't have a problem with tattoos. I got tattoos. I'd be a hypocrite to tell you not to be a tattoo. But I want to let you know what you're getting into before you get into it so you make the best decision. And tattoos are super normal now. Right. But I was just saying, if from when we were coming up, you got a tattoo in a place that was, if need be, you can cover it up. Because once you start, you start dealing with people with real money, they, you know, on no tattoo, you got to. Big ice cream cone on your yeah, face. Yeah, that's just wild. Gold, and gold and everywhere. You got to look presentable. Don't want to look money. So it depends on how far ahead do you see yourself going or trying to get to. Now, once you get there and you got everything, rock and roll. Do what yeah. you want to do. But you got to get there first. And if you got a big tattoo from the top of your forehead all the way down to your neck and you talking to me about some business or some money, I'm not going to take you seriously. That's like if, if you think about it, like if you go to – Yakuza over in, in Japan. And you see that they had a whole body tattooed, but it stopped right here. Right. And it stopped at the collarbone. Right. So you so, can cover it up. Yeah. I got a long sleeve shirt. I got a business me. I got, you know, you just want to look when the time right. It depends on how far you don't plan on doing too much. Tat, tat. I'm tatted up. <laughs> tat, tat, tat. Yeah, that tatted up, man. It was some strange times, right there. <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> Turn it up, man. That was a good old day. Spaceships on bank Yeah. I said, is you rolling? Bitch, I might. Hey. I ain't hey. never seen no starships on bank here, but I see some aliens on there. You know what But what was your topic you was getting ready to get into? Uh, don't remember. Yeah, I do. I just want to, okay. Topic, one of the topics is, you know, how it, I guess, generational curses or things that that have been passed down for generation to generation. Do you have a couple that you can think of and, like, how do you break the generational curse or how can you transition out of what's been given to you as a norm? Just, you know, like... I don't know, just say you ain't nobody ever finished school or I don't know, just any anything mm-hmm. along those lines of things that have been passed down and you just feel like you accepted it because it's been passed down to you. You don't have to accept it. You can actually change it. Yeah. That's one of the topics I had. Yeah. Well, like you say all the time, if you want to change something, first you got to change the way you think about it. Like, I, something I always said was, I used to tell, I used to tell my mom all the time, I didn't want to have uh, a baby mama. I want to have a wife. But really, what I was, what I was trying to say, or what I was really trying to express was, the fact of I wanted to be 
in the house right with my child i didn't want to have a child that i don't just yeah yes i wanted to be in my child life and that was due to the fact of my dad not being around so i always it was always one of my goals to not be the daddy type of daddy that my daddy was right you know what i mean and then find out his daddy was the same way with him so I guess that's kind of like a generation curve. He right. was doing it. He was being. He was doing the same thing he saw, and then I was the one who, in the line, that was like, "No, I'm not finna. I'm not finna do that. I'm not finna be that dad." To where you know what I mean? I even hate the fact that she lives where she lives now, but I'm still flying her over here. Right. I'm going out there. there. We talk every day, so it's not the same. Right. You know what I mean? She knows where I'm at. She knows hit me. She knows to hit me yesterday to tell me her phone bill would do. <laughs> 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 her phone bill would do today. You know what I mean? So we have a, a relation. The relationship that I didn't have with my dad. And we been trying to build a little something right. lately, but ain't really too much going on. But yeah, I think when you do come up, and I was I was thinking about this yesterday. Matter of fact, when I was walking, my car was in the shop, so hmm. I walked to the store, and it was like. We normalize a lot of things that we shouldn't really normalize. It's a lot of stuff that you, because of your environment you grow up, grow up in, you think is just regular. Like, for me, speak for myself, drugs was regular. Because I saw drugs all the time. When I go down the street, you see people smoking. They smoking weed. I know the crackhead who lives right there. I know the dude who come to the neighborhood who sell crack and he come through and give everybody all of us a dollar so we go to the store. So it was like, wasn't no big deal to me. To where somebody who might have grew up in suburbia was like, oh, drug dealer, oh no, it's crazy. You guys smoke weed, oh no. Look, there's a crackhead, let's get you. To me, it was just like, eh, there's a crackhead. Willie, what's up, Crackhead Willie? You know what I mean? He yeah. was just another person in the neighborhood. But you, if you want to come out of that, you have to change the way you think about it. And first you have to realize this ain't really normal. A lot of things we're going through is messed up. But we don't, we don't view it like that because that's the only thing we've seen. That's the only thing we know. Right. So it's like, you know, we accept it. But you have to change the way you think about it situations and whatnot to if you want to break them curses like right and and i agree with you about being a dad like one thing that i i knew that when i was coming up i didn't have to be with <laughs> one thing, one thing <laughs> really stupid here one thing that i realized Coming up is that I learned I was I had this in my mind that having a baby is not gonna keep me in a relationship with whoever I had a child with. My mm-hmm. intention weren't just to have kids, you know, being a rolling stone, have kids everywhere. But one thing that I did know that I was gonna be involved in my kid's life, and regardless of how me and the child, the mother of my child. Felt about it, whatever. I'm still gonna step up to the plate. So, and um, about the generational curses is 
it's only two ways to look at it. You can either use it to motivate you to change how it is, or you're going to accept that and using that as an excuse for you to gravitate towards what you've been seeing. And, and, and that's basically what you were saying about uh, your dad, he wasn't in your life. You can say, well, my dad wasn't in my life, so I ain't going to be in my kid life. Fucked up, but I can understand why you feel that way. You can say, oh, My dad wasn't in my life, but I'm gonna make a difference, yeah, and change something because I know the way that feels, and that's how life is in general. Is as far as even uh, some things that we've been taught from that's been passed down generation to generation, you don't know the reason why the person who taught you whatever you learned was doing whatever they was doing, yeah. So, at some point, you're supposed to. You, I would feel like you're supposed to question the reason behind it. Like, is it like you know, do some research? And a lot of people are not gonna research. They're just gonna Omar growing up. You going to church on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. You are gonna be a Christian, and it, and your mother taught you that because her grandma, because her mother taught yeah. her that, and it was just a, it was just passed down. So now you like, like what we do. You just like I don't. That's what we did. I grew up in church. There's nothing wrong with church. I'm not saying that. Don't nobody take it left field. But at some point, it's your life. You have to start researching and finding out about things that have been passed down. One thing about it, one thing that I feel like is me and my wife was having a conversation. She was like, I've been working and taking care of myself while working to pay bills since she was Young, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's nothing wrong with." For me, I feel like it's something wrong with working just to pay bills. I'm not saying it don't work, but if I work forty plus hours a week and all I can do is pay bills and I'm broke again, I feel like that's a problem. Yeah, and then I don't. But because she was accustomed to doing that for so long, and I'm figuring, I'm like, it got to be, it has to be something. It has to be another way because I one thing that I hate is going to work. And this bill do, and I pay this bill now I'm broke. Yeah. Because I'm the one doing all the work. I should I should have some type of enjoyment in the process of me working and paying bills. So I start looking at like the fact that that's why I start focusing on I wanna own something. Because if I can work 40 hours for somebody else and just say you make good money, you comfortable. Just say you make two thousand dollars a week. Working 40 hours for somebody else. And you still take the same 40 hours and you uh, put it towards something that you want. You'll make more, way more than that. You're able to pay somebody else. So I'm thinking, if I work 40 hours, I got to work 40 hours. There's nothing wrong with it. But I want to get the most out of these 40 hours that I can. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like you're saying, I read a meme today. It was saying, you can work 40 hours for somebody else, but that doesn't mean that you... When you get off work, you stop putting in work to push your own dreams. Mm-hmm. And it said you you really you're uninspired. You have to use whatever it is that you got going on to get to where you're going. So eventually, one day that I won't have to work this hard because if you don't get out of that rut, that's what you're gonna do your whole life. You're just gonna be working hard, working hard, and paying bills, and now you're broke and you can't even do nothing. So I'm looking at other people. I'm like, well. My auntie, rest in peace, my auntie Weeda, she was a professor. She went, she got a doctor and she did all this. So she was going to work. She put in the work to be able to work, pay bills, and she still had something left over. 
But if you don't put in that extra work to get that doctorate on your name or do that extra, you're not going to have any extra once you pay your bills and you're just going to be in that. So I feel like that's a generational curse. So if you just, you know what I'm saying, work and gradually do things. You can't do it all at once, but if you're making baby steps along the way, at the end of five years, you can be to the point where I got everything laid out and, you know, you can go from there. You just give your kids something to build on. And I just feel like that's that's something that we need to change. And yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm going to change. I was telling somebody the other day about that same type situation. Like, we got to quit normalizing struggling. Right. Like, that should not be, that doesn't have to be part of the process. You should... Everybody should be like they said. It, it's a village, right? Right. So, back uh, piggybacking off what you had just said, you should be doing something, not giving your whole to somebody else because you do gotta enjoy the fruits of your labor right. to yourself. Right. But you should be putting some implementing something to make the next generations a little bit easier than yours was. Right. So that, and then you just keep. Compounding on that, to and it gets to a point to where now it might be your grandchildren or your grandchildren's children. They're living a whole nother life, but if you really backpedal on it, it go, it all came back to the foundation where you started. Like they say, most most people that are born into even a rich family, because it's different between being rich and being wealthy, right? And then you got well to do. And so on and so right. forth. But most people tend to stay around the level that they was born at. That's why most poor people stay poor. Most people that's born into the, the middle class, which a lot of people don't, I realize a lot of people don't understand how much money you have to make to really be considered middle class. Middle class people born in the middle class, they either stay there. There's always going to be some that excel past. You see what I'm saying? Right. But most people stay around the level or take a step up from the level of the type of situation they came into. So you might, if you if you born into a house where everybody in the house is unemployed, nine times out of ten, you're only going to take, unless you're given the proper motivation and the proper guidance to to realize this ain't absolute where I have to be, most people gonna stay there because it's what they know. You know, most people live in, in a 10 block radius. If you look at most people, they, you know, everything that they do is right around here. So if I never, that they say exposure leads to expansion. The more you see, the more you, um, people bring to you, you start to think different. I know when I started, when I moved, when I moved to Virginia, I was going to North Virginia College, right? And I started meeting all these different people that lived a whole nother lifestyle than I lived. And they looking at me funny. So I'm up there, the yellow Cadillac with the dreads, gold teeth. You know what I mean? I'm out there like, hey, what happened? You know. And everybody kind of like, ghetto. That's what they used to say there. Right. Yes, that's so ghetto. 
He's so good. I'm like, yeah. I embraced it though. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Because I, I thought that was the thing to be. Y'all, what's up, Rome? Y'all, y'all square. Right. I'm the cool one. Yeah. Y'all walk around with these, walk around school with books and stuff. <laughs> Hell wrong with y'all, man. I'm trying to get at these girls, hey, man. Hey, 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 get in the yellow Cadillac, bro. And then, now, I look back at my former self like, you damn idiot. <laughs> you was the jackass. They was the small one. Right. You, you wasn't paying no attention the whole reason why you was at where you was at, you was paying no attention to that. You because I was mentally stuck in where I came from. That's all I knew. That's all I seen. But then gradually, I start. I met my brother-in-law at the time, and then his friend, and these dudes was like complete different. They still did the same things I did. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But they was different. Right. They went to work every day. They was what most people, a lot of people would consider a square. They went to work every day. They had girlfriends. They had families. They had their own places. They had all this stuff that I was kind of like, whatever. Right. I'm just trying to have a good time. But then when I saw them, it started kind of made me start thinking different. And then going back, that's kind of changed me. And then all the little dumb stuff that I was doing while I was up there. Then I came back, and it was like, wait, something got changed. But I still didn't make that change then. I wasn't ready. Right. You know what I mean? So it took me a while. But you have to get exposed to different things and see different things to start that build. And once you start building, you got to remember that whoever's following you that's coming up behind you is going to start off because they only got what you got. It's like a refrigerator. You only got in the refrigerator what you put in the refrigerator. If you ain't got nothing in there but bologna, cheese, and Kool-Aid, don't go open it looking for steak. Right. And there will be no steak in there. So if all you feed in the generation behind you, the people that's looking to you for guidance, is the hood, drugs, partying, that's all they see you doing, then that's, that's all it is. Right. Unless somebody else comes along and they decide, oh, hello. I'm not going to be like you. I'm going to be like them. Because this is bullshit. But it has to be that moment where it clicked. Right. Like, it's a story. I'm going to make this quick. And we can move on if you're ready to move on. It's two dudes. It's two dudes. And they grew up in the house. Brothers. Daddy was an alcoholic. Drank. Drunk every day. But he was there. But he was always drunk. Right. Messed up his life. They were struggling. They grew up in the same house. Both of them went to college. One of them parted, had a good time, mm -hmm. basically ended up being an alcoholic. The other one got in the books, studied, got his shit together, had a, a, a decent life going for itself. They, you know, separated. Right, yeah. Then they came back together. And the brother's trying to help the brother, and they, you know, they going back and forth. Why you did you left me, and you did this and that, and why didn't you come with me? And then it's like, well, why, why are you how? Basically, they came down to the question of why are you how you are? And he said, I call it said because I watched my father. Why did you turn? Why did you turn and do go this way instead of being here with me? Let me guess, because I watched my father. So exactly. basically, in a nutshell, my brother saying. 
everybody goes through the same things. But it depends on how you let that situation motivate you. You're either going to make a way or you're going to make an excuse. Make a way or you're going to make an excuse. And regardless, the same thing, the boiling water, the same boiling water that people go through, it hardens the inside of an egg, it softens a carrot, and it softens a potato. No matter how you were before you got into the water, the circumstances are going to change what you're made up made up of. So, and another thing, before I forget, a lot of people like saying, I got it out of the mud. There's nothing wrong with getting it out of the mud, but everybody shouldn't have to get it out of the mud. Mm-hmm. At some point, whoever started getting it out of the mud and they leave you, hey, bro, we ain't in the mud no more. I'm handing it to you. Mm-hmm. At some point, that's another generational curse. You need to take, it ain't necessarily got to be what you want to do because I'm pretty sure eight out of 10 people doing something right now that they don't want to do. They'd rather mm-hmm. be doing something else. But now that you have a head start or a, 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 a stepping stone to get where you use that stepping stone to let it motivate you to get to where you want to go. Don't let the situation motivate you to be like what you see. Yeah, that's the only two choices you got. You're either going to become what you see or don't like it so much that you're going to change what you see. Yeah. And those are the only two choices. So just keep that in mind when you're facing with Everyday problems, no matter what it is, it don't the same thing that Omar go through. Omar might be built built different and equipped and be able to handle that. And I go through the same thing, and I'm not built like Omar, so it might cause me more drama and stress and pain. But I might go through something that Omar can't go through. Everybody has their own man, so yeah. just keep your head up and, and, and stay focused. And, yeah. Be like on that show. And, and everybody ain't got to get out of the mud. And some of y'all ain't getting out of the mud. You just trying to yeah, see. You wasn't mud. in the mud. You weren't in the mud in the first place. That's what I realized that. If you remember a couple shows back. Right. I was been. like, I ain't. I wasn't never really in the mud like that. I did a bunch of dumb stuff because <laughs> I wanted to do. Right. Li- I wanted to live a certain lifestyle. I wanted to be part of a certain lifestyle. But I wasn't really in the mud. I, had, I always had somewhere to stay. Lights, food, clothes. I had a pretty normal kid life, a pretty normal teenage life, and I made some bad decisions that led me into a different lifestyle, but it wasn't never like I was just, if I don't do this, I ain't going to eat. Right. I ain't never been in that, but I had come to the, because we, like we like to tell ourselves that type of stuff, because it makes us feel Better yeah. like we yeah I, I got it out the blood man I'm from the block from, yeah you from the block but you you was on the block because you wanted to be on the block right I grew, I realized you had to be at home when the light came on I realized bro <laughs> I was like bro we I grew up with people that didn't have shoes like literally on Oxford Drive I grew up with people who I'm didn't have shoes bro was walking around barefoot. And here I am, getting, I only got shoes to start school, and then I got a pair for Christmas. Them was the only two I'm getting every year, but he ain't got no shoes. See what I'm saying? I grew up with people who, families, alcoholics. They grew up in that house. My mom's at work here every day. I'm just out here being a dickhead for really no reason. But because I seen... The other dickheads and thought they were cool, so I wanted to be a dickhead too. You were a dickhead for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. All right, let's go. Move on to something else. 
Did you see Quando Rondo interview when he talked about the King Von? No, I did not see that. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't really worth watching. The boy can hardly speak. He was like, from my understanding, <laughs> I ain't bullshit. He ain't saying my understanding. From my understanding, we was cool. From my, uh, he kept saying it like he he kept saying it like he was right. Well, my I mean, understanding. He, I guess he's bringing in some new swag. Understanding. <laughs> Where the mint come in though? That's his thing. You put it on there. Okay. You feel me? A, a statement. I guess is. I mean, it's like a. And you feel me? You feel me? My understanding. But ba- he really didn't. From the parts I saw, he really didn't say elaborate on that. Yeah. But because I watched enough of to where I was like, I'm not finna look for the next clip because he ain't said he spent ten minutes saying nothing. In this clip, but basically what he said in that in that part, what he got out was he went to the club. His homeboys, his brother, whoever was trying to find some box, and he's like, "I'm not going in. You can go in. You got 15 minutes. I'm gonna go sleep in the car." And I guess before he got to the car, he's I see a group of people walking by, and I'm thinking it's just a regular group of people, so I didn't want to walk through them because they'd be like. Quando Rondo think he big time. He tried to walk through us, so I wait for him to walk by, and then I, somebody hit me in the head. Uh, I ain't going for it. Yeah, I ain't do going you, for it. Do you think he should be talking about this right now? Because it's still, as uh, far as I know, it's still like open case. <clears throat> this is how I feel about it. It doesn't matter what situation happens. It's always gonna be two sides. It's always gonna be people who gonna yeah, really like three sides. My side, your side, and the truth. No, but see, it still break down to two. Either your side or my side is gonna be a lie, or it's gonna be the truth, or it could be like you said, it could be your perception. Yeah, but your perception is your yeah, truth. Yeah, that's what it is. So my, the way I seen it, the way you seen it, and then that's what really happened. Right. So and. and End of the day, like you're saying, we standing. It's a nine six. You see the nine. You see the six. We yeah. can't. We both saying that. But at the end of the day, there was other um, thing that was posted that allegedly goes into a whole spill about him being. He looked up the NBA young boy, NBA young boy, and King Von were having problems mm-hmm. and, and this and that. And he tried to get on his good side. His, these are all allegedly. And they was on the way. King Von was doing a a party or something, wherever they was going. And him and his brother got in the car. They was, we finna get ready to go up here. It was all orchestrated. And not that I, I don't know if it was the actual killing was, but he seen them. They had probably a beef. They were going back and forth. Went up and hit them. They were jumping and beating somebody. Got shot. Yeah, it's messed up about it. Maybe he shouldn't be talking about it. But you either on two sides. You either on my side or that side. So mm-hmm. if you're on the other side, you gonna be like, bro, when I see you and so on, bro, you kill my brother. And the other thing, they be like, yeah, then we get rid of niggas who be just, you. It's 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 either yeah. one or two sides. You either gonna, yep. You're gonna be bragging and boasting and saying, yeah, nigga, you see what happened with whoop whoop because if, if just say it was on the other foot and King Von end up. Doing something to Quando Rondo or his people. King Von, I'm probably sure would have had a couple songs about 
how he did. This the shit they got to kill. And then, you know him. Up, you talking real reckless. I'm, I'm just, so it's it, you got the it's it's both sides and in whatever situation you're in, you gotta understand that. It don't matter if if somebody coming here right now and bye, we something happened to them. Regardless of if they was wrong or right, we were protecting our life. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to do something and they ended up getting killed. If whoever was on his side still gonna feel like, bro, you killed my brother. But your brother was doing some dumb ass shit. He put himself in a situation yeah. to get his life taken. They don't want to hear that. They just want to hear, you killed my brother. I didn't just go kill your brother. Your brother was trying to do it. was either gonna be him or me. Put his ass in the dirt. It's either gonna be him or me, and I'd rather be you than it be me. Any day. You know what I'm saying? So, but you just gotta start. And another thing that I, I think we need to start normalizing. Free my bro. But we need to start letting people know when they're doing dickhead shit before they do it. True. Instead of saying, hey, bro, free my bro, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with it. All my bros locked up, chain game from here to there. I'm going to be there to support you. But if you're doing something stupid, before you do it, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to rock with you. I'm going to look out for you while you do But I'm not going to be involved in that because I'm, I'm trying to let you see the other side as well. Like, bro. Don't do that dumb ass shit. I have a conversation with bro all the time. He got some things that be, you know what I'm saying, that he want to express and get off. And I just be telling bro, look at it from this side. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in all that. So we just, I want to normalize that. So quit saying, free my bro and rest in peace and this and that. Tell him, don't do that. And then don't say rest in peace if something happened to your partner and the killer's still free. He ain't resting in peace. Mm-hmm. That's just my point. Uh, Moving right along. Moving right along. Kyrie and the boy. What's the boy name with the little blonde? Played for Atlanta. Yeah, my that my boy Schroeder. 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 Did you see the little altercation they had? I seen his, Kyrie. He said they say he called him the N word. Who called who the word? Schroeder called Kyrie. He's called. Him. Well, maybe he's acting like me. Shit, I mean, what? Yeah, I thought you probably saw it because you watched I, ESPN twenty four hours a day. I, and I, I, I seen it. I was watching the game, the actual game when it happened. And I was doing something. And I came back, and they were like, "Kyrie and Schroeder gone." I'm like, "What the? What happened?" Yeah. So I seen the little highlights, and I'm looking, and I'm like, "Schroeder, I rock with him. Kyrie, they, Kyrie's great basketball player, but he's a little weird." to me he's like he's I don't know he's maybe he's a little I don't know but I just feel like they they say that boy just turned Muslim or he been Muslim for a while or something who Kyrie maybe he was maybe you know I don't say that's that's part of the reason it's supposed to be part of the explanation of why he was like taking certain games off and stuff like that for like uh, Ramadan and Fasting and so on and so forth. That's supposed to be part of, you know, the reason why. He, I guess that's supposed. That's like the explanation. Yeah, justification of coming out of why he started acting. What we say weird. He always been weird. Haven't I ain't never paid much attention because he played for uh your boy now. 
Yeah, he played in Cleveland. He was there. He was. He was. He, he went. He played a little college ball. He did his thing. You know. You know me. If you ain't playing Miami, I ain't probably ain't watched your game. This <laughs> man Byers, bro. That's my team. Why well, want to watch your team? So you see what's going on. It's just like listen, listen. You gotta know what you're going up against. If you play for whatever team and you got you got a possibility of playing this team, you need yeah. to know what that team is capable of and what they good at and what they're not. You just yeah. that just. You just doing your homework to we both, have a better chance. We both know I'm a dickhead. Yeah, you are. I don't care about that. I'm going in here anyway. I don't <laughs> care what they got going on. I'm going in here. Either making it out of white. So when you come into our house or we come into your house, that's when I'm locked in. Oh, they playing the Lakers tonight? Let me see. Whatever I see the Lakers do that night, that's my perception of the Lakers. They playing the Trailblazers tonight? Let me see what they do. Okay, that's it. I'm not finna just be sitting around watching. Because if I watch you, I might start liking you. Well, I mean, you like greatness. It don't matter. But even if, okay, just say you sit up over here. I'm over here. And I'm peeping you out. And I know that you got a, whatever situation. You got somebody set up at the front door, but ain't nobody at the back. Mm-hmm. Then I know how to move because I watch them and I see that they ain't got nobody in the back. So I'll be a good man to go through the front. It's just information. It's just knowledge. Yeah, but I can't. I can't, like. I can text Jimmy Butler and be like, you know, if you go to the left of LeBron, you can get him every time. Yeah, if you, I can't text the man and tell him that before we. Hey, listen, bro. I went to see. Him. I tried to tweet him a couple times. He was born. <laughs> Check this out. I seen him. I seen the setup. He can't dribble to the left. Play on to his right. That's his weakness, and you scouted that. If you don't know, you like, I'm going. To yeah, him. but I can't tell him that, so that don't help. Why you can't? How I'm gonna tell him? Where you at? Jim Butler? Yeah. Probably in the house. Where he's staying? What, what city he in? I don't know. Who he play for? Miami. Well, he probably not in Miami. He might be. You so then we need to boot you to Miami and go see what Jim Butler Well, you said it. Yeah, I'm just we saying. Said we got to go to the bar. We got to go to the bar. Find out what Jim. Hey, Jim. You know. That boy ain't never tweeted me back. You know who tweeted me back before, though? Who that? Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Yep. Jim Jones. Meek Mills. Still tweeting me back. Hey, you remember when we went to the, um, that party in Buckingham? <laughs> and we was in that we was in that club, the mansion, and we was all oh, it was New Year. We out there. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I fly, hello, bowling. Oh, <laughs> the whole night we thought Jim Jones was in there. He busted mad blood. I'm talking about uh, got skinny rock star jeans on, heavy braid back. They turn on the light every time to go. It wasn't even Jim Jones. It was a look like. Then you remember we seen him coming through wherever we was walking. He 